Hello, sweet home Alabama. Welcome to the Alabama Sportsman Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Sparks. With deer season just around the corner, our guest today might be somebody you want to know just in case you make a bad shot or any other variable that can happen happens while you're out hunting. Brian Ham is a part of a network of people from around the state that are there for us hunters. I hope you don't have to call them, but these selfless hunters put you first and are a great bunch of people we all should get to know. Brian Ham, thanks for being on the show, buddy. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be a part of it. All right, good deal. We're talking with Brian Ham. He started the Alabama Blood Runners, and he's also a member of the Southern Deer Tracking. Brian, uh, uh, where are you from? I live in Coleman, Alabama. Okay. Uh, and how, how did you? Well, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Well, what we do is if you shoot a deer and you can't find it if the blood runs out then you can give us a call and we have dogs that are trained to help you find your deer okay that's uh everybody's been there and done that uh well how did how did you get into tracking like this well it's it's funny that you say that everybody's been there and done that (laughs) yeah that's really what got me into tracking right um i cannot stand the thoughts of shooting a deer and not finding it i think if a deer is worth shooting it's worth every effort to find it it is so that's that's what i've done is i had a young dog that was he was only six months old and um i shot a deer and i thought i knew where he went but i wasn't real sure and I had always wanted a tracking dog, so I took the time to drive home an hour and hour back just to let him track it. And he got on the track and went straight to it. Is this the same dog so, you're using today? Yes, it is. <clears throat> so every time that I would shoot a deer and I got to where I really enjoyed it. Every time I'd shoot a deer, I'd let him track it. And sometimes it was short track. Right. Uh, some of my buddies that uh, shot a deer, I would get them to let me come over there and track their deer for them. And sometimes I even took like a, a leg or a hoof or something other off that deer and made a long track around. And then came back to that deer even though the deer was laying in the field that he shot it in and i would start my dog on it and he would follow the track around and i knew exactly where i'd went and ends up at the deer so it's just like he was tracking that deer right so that's how i trained him and really i i tell a lot of people that uh He's done more training on me than I have on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing this? Uh, this is going into my fourth year. I've I've tracked for the last three years for the public. And that's kind of weird thinking that my dog is only four years old. <laughs> and I've been doing it for that long, but he was just a puppy when he started. So. Wow. Well, that's good. I mean, he's a pretty smart dog. What kind of dog is it? He is a beagle mix. Uh, just a just a dog. That's all I can say about it. <laughs> the The thing about tracking is 
obedience is a big thing. I have people ask me questions all the time about how did you get started and how did you uh, train the dog to do that? I think just about any dog, their nose is amazing. Right. But any dog can track a deer. They have the ability to do that. The big thing is getting them to be obedient enough to track what you want them to track. Right. Instead of the squirrel or the rabbit or a live deer or whatever. You made a you made a uh, comment just then about any dog can track. Uh, we had talked previously, and you was talk, talking about a dog up in North Alabama. It was a long, I mean, a wire-haired what? A wire-haired Dotson. <laughs> yes, he is, he is an amazing dog. Me and uh, Eamon have become good friends over the years of tracking, and uh, we've helped each other out, and I've run some of his tracks, and he's run some of mine, and we, um, his dog is Woodrow, and he does not look like your typical hound. <laughs> he, he is, uh, it's, it's uh, amazing that just about any dog can do it. Right. And he's, he's just a, a long-haired wiener dog, right? Is that what you're saying? Right. right. Does he get tired easy? I don't think so. I <laughs> I have seen videos and uh, stuff of him on a deer holding a deer down by its ear. You're, you're kidding. <laughs> no, it's, it's really amazing. And those videos are on the Southern Deer Tracking Facebook page. Right. And you can go on there and you can watch Woodrow hold the deer down by the ear yourself. That that's hilarious. I I couldn't. I can't even imagine a wiener dog doing that. <laughs> right, right. That's hilarious. Uh, you was telling me the other day also that uh, you use a uh, a donkey to help you, uh, you know, keep your dogs primed up. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, a lot of times when you go and track, if the deer is not dead. <clears throat> Sometimes they'll get up and they'll run, and then the dogs do what we call baying them up, right. baying a deer up. Because my dog is so small, uh, a lot of times the deer wants to turn and fight him, mm-hmm. and a lot of times that gives me a chance to come in and either myself or the hunter finish the deer off so that we don't have to follow it anymore. Right. So... Um, that's what I do with my donkeys. If you, if you know anything about donkeys, donkeys hates dogs. There's a inbred hatred of dogs that donkeys has. Yeah, we have two. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, I have, I have two also. And the one really don't like the dogs, but the dogs love barking at him and baying him up. So that's what I do is I actually train with the donkeys because what I want to be able to do is when my dog is baying and he's really barking and really on the animal, I want to be able to call him off, get him to come to me and sit down and wait and stay there while I go to the deer and finish it off. That that's, that's... That, way, that way I don't accidentally shoot my dog 
That, that that's very smart. That's that's very good training. And the, right. and and, and to, just to let everybody know, the donkeys don't get hurt. Oh no! no. <laughs> well, I know this because no, we no, we, no. we got we got two donkeys, and you know they hate coyotes, and that's what they're there for. You know to keep coyotes, you know back and right. stuff like it, because they will stomp a coyote to death. Oh yeah. So you know a little a little beagle or a Dotson's not going to hurt him. <laughs> oh no! As a matter of fact, I really worry about them sometimes because. Oh yeah. Uh, the donkey has got every intention of stomping them in the ground, oh, and yeah. he is really trying to get them. So <laughs> uh, I'm afraid one day that he might, but in the meantime, I'm working on obedience there with you him. Go. Right, so. right. That's good. Uh, tell me a little bit about how many people are out there, you know, that do the, you know, the tracking, the dog, uh, the blood tracking. Well, the thing is, uh, there is, there's a lot of people that track one or two deer a year that they have a dog that they'll go find their buddy's deer. And, um, when people actually go out on a track, like what we do, you have to realize that we don't get called in unless it's difficult. Right. People is not going to get somebody to drive two counties over to come and track their deer unless it is a usually a big deer mm-hmm. or their wife's first deer mm-hmm. or their kid's first deer or something like that. Right. So um, there's a lot of people that does one or two, maybe three or four a year or something like that. We usually do... 25 30 maybe even 40 a year right so that that's where the southern deer trackers came about is there was a group of four or five people that done a majority of the tracking in north alabama and we, the ones that done the majority of the tracking in North Alabama, we just kind of all got together and we got to be friends and we all had the same mindset. So we all kind of came together to uh, join or make our own little group. Right. And um... so th- there's a lot of people out there, but you have to realize that you have to really be dedicated to it because. Two miles through the woods, through hills and hollers, is not that uncommon for us. Right, right. <laughs> I understand. And how far were y'all travel? Now, you said you were in Coleman, so out, outside of Coleman, how far do you go? I have been as far as Tuscaloosa, okay. and I've tracked quite a bit in Tuscaloosa, just trying to uh, cover some of the stuff that Daniel don't have time to cover. Right. Um, but a majority of the time I try to stay within the surrounding counties of Coleman. Okay. And, and I think that most trackers do the same thing. The, the adjoining counties, that's their county. Right. And, um, uh, do y'all, do y'all charge a fee or how do y'all do this? No, we just take donations. Donations. Um, uh, a lot of people act surprised when you tell them that mm-hmm. because they say, "Wow, you know, I, 
I had this one person that came out and they charged a lot of money. And my thing is we're not, I don't try to make a business out of it. And it's just something that I love to do. So I, I don't have a set beef. And, you know, people just give us donations. And sometimes that's even better than just having a set fee because if you have a set fee, then people expect something for your fee that you're providing. Exactly. They get upset when your dog may not find the animal that they're paying for for you to find. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of different variables that goes into that because one, one thing – one track comes in mind of, of last year. Um, this guy called and it was actually in Tuscaloosa and I went down there and we, we tracked and my dog was just like, he was kind of scatterbrained, mm -hmm. just, just kind of going off and, uh, like he was chasing rabbits or something, just like everything was distracting him. And it really bumfuzzled me because most of the time he gets on the track and he goes straight to the deer. Right. And he just kept making these weird little circles around and going around. And later on, I found out that the deer had been shot like 16 hours earlier. Um, and it might have been longer than that. It might have been 20 hours out or something. Um, but what had happened is he got everybody in his hunting club. Mm. Let's go look for that deer. Yep. And people don't realize what happens is they are walking down the trail. They get the scent on their boots and they get off the trail and they make this big loop and they come back. And then the other guy does the same thing and makes a big loop. That dog has to work out every one of those tracks in order to find the deer. Well, how long is a, how long, say, say if I shoot a deer and it it gets wounded and I call you, what's the, what's the length of time when the trail becomes really cold for this dog to pick up? What, what's the, What's the about, you know, what you'd call the cutoff point as far as tracking this deer, sitting up and trying to track it? I start getting leery at 24 hours. Okay. But I have tracked a bunch of 24 hours and up to 36 hours. Mm. Um, and also, what, you, what people don't realize, sometimes um, you can even go behind another dog and it don't mess them up too bad. Right. If if somebody comes in, your buddy comes in and has a dog that some trackers won't go behind anybody else. Right. But I have went behind other people and actually found the deer. So I it's kind of hit or miss right. with that. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's understandable there. I mean. So if somebody wants to call you, they better call within 24 hours if they got a big buck down and they, they're not having any luck, so they need to call you pretty quick. Right, and, you know, the, the big deal is if you'll get a hold of a tracker 
a tracker can tell you how long you need to wait or what is recommended time that you need to wait for each individual shot. Right. Um, a, a gut shot deer, a lot of times people says, oh, that was terrible, it was a gut shot, and I know that I gut shot him, and I could tell by the way he acted. To me, a gut shot deer is a dead deer. Mm-hmm. And they're easy to track, and they're most of the time recoverable. But you need to back out, and you need to wait at least six to eight hours before you even go in because what happens is that deer is beds down that's where he's going to be unless you jump him up right when you jump him up then he may go a half mile or three quarters of a mile before he ever decides to bed back down again mm-hmm. so does uh does uh the uh when you say talking about the uh a gut shot deer is easy to track uh, explain, explain to us a little bit about that. Well, the deer, deer when they're shot, gives off a scent. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, it's a, a a wounded scent. I can't remember what the name of that is. Right. Uh, it's a digital scent. Right. Is what they call it. Okay. And. When they're they're wounded or scared, they give off that scent, and that is what the dogs track is that scent. It's really not the blood, mm-hmm. because most of the time where we start is where the blood stops. People think that because you're a blood tracker that you got to have a ton of blood, and the blood stopped here, so ain't no sense in calling the blood tracker. Right. Well, the the dog is is tracking the scent of that one deer, but the blood is there for me to know that he's going the right way. <laughs> that's right. all it's for. It's for okay. me, not for him. <laughs> that, that's that's pretty. It's pretty sharp. I've never never heard that about the digital scent. I've never I never heard that. So and I've been hunting you know, my whole life. There's there's one thing that I've been. Uh, thought about and this is not proven and i've not ever heard anybody say this but i think have you ever been in a tree stand and you've been sitting there hunting and this doe comes walking up and she starts blowing at you Mm -hmm. and she starts stomping her foot stomping her foot many a times and then she leaves and you may not see a deer the rest of the day if you do then they'll come in right where that doe was, and they'll blow and take off running too. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've seen it. I, th- I think that is the same scent, the same digital scent that they put off. I think that's what they're doing when they're stomping. They're putting off that digital scent that says, hey, I was scared here. Uh, I was hurt here, or something was wrong here. Don't come here. I think you just educated a lot of hunters just then. I mean, because that right there makes total sense that right there is that makes more sense than just about anything else i've ever heard that that's right. that's good right there i right. never even thought about that wow that's good stuff that's so good stuff. um you know uh, through situations like this and 
I think it has made me a better hunter by doing the tracking. Right. Explain that a little bit. How, 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 well, how does tracking with a dog make you a better deer hunter? Well, just like that situation, just like that story, and also something that um, I was telling the guy the other day, one of, one of the um, situations comes into mind when I was tracking this deer, and we found where he had bedded down, and he got up and took off running. And we was tracking, and he went into this real thick pine thicket that was growed up in briars, and it was terrible. We was having to, me and the hunter was having to walk backwards in the briars. It was so thick. So my dog makes a big loop, and I was watching on my tracking system on my handheld. He made a big loop. So we went straight across instead of following the way that he went right? because it was going to be so much easier. So we went straight across, and we got there just about the time that he turned and started backtracking to come back and find me to say, okay, come on, this is the way we need to go. <laughs> anyway, um, I watched him on my handheld. He went, followed his track all the way back, all the way back to where we found first blood. Right. And then he turned around and come back, and we're talking about a half a mile or so. Mm-hmm. He turned around and come back, caught my track, and turned and come up my trail right to me. Wow. So a, if a dog can do that, how much better is a deer's nose Yeah. than that? Yeah, you got a point, and they can smell. What oh, yeah. I, I read one time, a deer can smell seven, dif- seven different smells at the same at one time. Wow! Seven different wow. smells at one time. That's wow. amazing. I can't even. And, can't and even their think. brain can process all, all seven, seven different smells. Exactly. Wow, that's amazing. It is something else. Um, do you still deer hunt? I do. I I love to deer hunt. I've I've been deer hunting for ever since I was a kid and. Um, I don't kill very many big deer. I don't have a big trophy room that's huge, but I'm proud of the ones that I do have. Oh yeah, well that's good. <laughs> Does uh, what what if you're what if you're deer hunting and you get and you know somebody shoots a deer wounds it and you get a call while you're deer hunting? What do you do then? What do you Believe do? Believe it or not, that happens a lot. Okay. <laughs> Right. I can be sitting in my in my stand and um if I'm hunting with somebody we'll be texting back and forth, you know, and then all of a sudden I've got it on silent, of course, and mm-hmm. then I see this number come up and somebody's calling and then next thing you know, another number comes up and it's not numbers that I know and I think well, you know, today it was a little bit cold, and my feet is cold, and my back's a little stiff. So, yeah. you know, I think I'll just go track one for somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I figured you would get a lot of calls. I mean, I mean, it is what you do. Right. right. What, what's the? Uh, we're talking about, you know, the uh, tracking and all. If uh, if cer- certain counties don't allow dog hunting, you know, like whatever they deem dog hunting. What does the law say 
for instance, you know, tracking versus hunting? Well, there is, it's nearly a gray area there when the deer is still alive, but it's wounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you are actually taking a gun and and finishing that animal off. Right. Um, I think that the game wardens and the uh, wildlife people has a lot of common sense, right. and they they um, realize that it's a a waste if you don't try every effort to find that deer of course so is. i i think they really support it and i think that it's really a good thing because um and i think they do too because i've talked to some game wardens and they say that um it's a great thing that y'all are doing and by all means have at it right That's so good. uh the, but as far as it's a totally separate from hunting with dogs than it is tracking with dogs because what you're doing is you're recovering a wounded animal. Right, right. It's, it's not that you're going out and just finding something you can chase down and, and shoot because my dog will not run a live deer over 100 yards. Right. Sometimes if one jumps up right in front of him and he's not hard on a scent trail, he'll go just a few yards and he'll be barking because he can see it. And then he'll just stop and turn around and come back and say, nah, it's not what we're after today. Yeah. Now, I know we've all seen them videos and stuff on YouTube and other places, you know, somebody's shooting somebody's hunting dog and you've heard the horror stories. Do you know anybody that's ever had that happen? One of y'all's trackers ever have that happen? I've heard the stories. As a matter of fact, um, I think, um, I, well, I've just heard stories about it. I've yeah. not seen anybody that has actually, their dog has been shot. One thing that we try to do, or I try to do, especially is I try to track at night most of the time. Oh, uh, the okay. problem is if you go to a hunting club and there's a lot of people that's in that hunting club, then they're still hunting right. and it's rude for you to go through their green field while they're hunting. So, and you're not really in control of exactly where that deer went. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think just out of courtesy, doing it at night is a whole lot better. And plus, it keeps my dog from being in danger, too. That's what I was fixing to ask you. Uh, you know, if you do, do if you do track during the day, do you put like a orange vest on him or something? Or do you just... Yeah. Yes. And not only that, I use a orange vest at night that has reflectors, reflectors on it so mm-hmm. that I can see him at night. And really, if somebody shoots a dog with that much orange on that's probably not a good person for you to be hunting close to right <laughs> with the same orange on that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious well that, that's just good stuff um i was gonna ask you also uh, we we had talked earlier and um i know you're a, 
you know, you're a man of faith and stuff. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, the ministry part of this, how you get to, you know, do what you like to do, and plus, you know, tell people about the Lord. Right. Um, well, you had asked earlier about um, what we charge and mm-hmm. our rates and all that stuff. I always just take donations. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking about, there's there's a lot of times that people bless me with a lot a lot of donation for tracking their deer. Right. And what that does is that helps me to get from get to the next track because there may be somebody there that is not as fortunate mm-hmm. that don't have as much and I don't like to turn down a call just because somebody says, you know, man, I don't, I don't have any money. Yeah. I, I can't afford to pay you. I'll say, that's okay. Let's go find your deer. Yeah. So yeah. I, it, it's more about, and, and not only that, if you do that, then, you know, I think God blesses you and he um, sees your heart. And knows your intentions, that, that, so he puts he puts people in my path that I can share the gospel with, that I can tell about the Lord. And when that happens, you know that it's just it has to be God because it's not in church, it's not uh, some service that where the music was played just right and the preacher said the right things and all that stuff. Sometimes in the woods, somebody getting down on their knees and getting things right with the Lord, you know it's all God. That's all it can be. That's all it is. Yeah, that's that, it. That's great stuff. And um, that's one one of the questions I was going to ask you too. You were talking about earlier about the donations. Um, and you said the donations, you know, help you get to other hunters that may not – be as fortunate as some. I mean, it's it, it. There's a there's there's all walks of people, all walks of life out there of people. You know, right. whether whether you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth or a hammer in your hand. Oh uh, yeah. So, um, where else does the donate? What else do you do with the donations? Does it go to the group or what? Where else do the donations go? No, every bit of the donations we myself I put back into my tracking. Okay. I have. Um, tracking collars and tracking systems and they are very expensive uh you can spend thousands of dollars on tracking systems this year i bought a camera uh, and it does uh go straight to you can do a live feed to youtube or uh you can do wi-fi with it and you can actually put it on your dog and you can turn it on and turn it off with your handheld up to nine miles away. Wow. So I was I was really fortunate to be able to do that. And I think next year we're going to have some really cool videos. I can't wait to see these. This is going right, to be fun. Right. That's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm sure all the listeners like to watch it too. Uh, well, Brian, it was good talking with you. And uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you, you know, if they you know accidentally wound a deer or something happens, how, do, how can they get in touch with you? Oh, well, you can call my cell phone, which is 256-339-9506. Or you can also find us on Facebook at Alabama Blood Runners. Right. 
or on Facebook at uh, Southern Deer Tracking. All right. Also, there's there's a lot of groups that has all the trackers on it. Uh, it's called Alabama Blood Trailing Network. Okay, and they cover the state. Yes, they every county in the state. There's somebody that covers it. All right, that's great. That's good to hear too. Well, Brian, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was great talking with you, and I, you educated me tonight, and I'm sure you educated a lot of other people, and I can't wait to have you back on the show, bud. Okay. All right. I thank you so much. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe to the Alabama Sportsman Podcast, and you can find us on the Apple iTunes app and the Podbean app. Podbean is a free app to download for your phone. It don't cost you anything. And follow us on Facebook at Alabama Sportsman. Instagram at number one Alabama Sportsman. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Alabama Sportsman and check out our website www.alabamasportsman.com for free giveaways. Thanks for listening and don't forget to listen to us next week for a new episode.